This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Cure me longer. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I will, I will. Hi, everyone. My name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this is Amuse Boosh. We have so many fun people in we the do. building tonight. Who do we have in the building, Jen? So, uh, we have Sake Sarah, Sarah Guterbach, a, f- a fan favorite of ours yes. in the sake world. Uh, hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi. And we also have Chef Robin Anthony from Prime Fish and Omakase. Chef, welcome. Hi. Uh, thank you for having us here. Happy to have you. Absolutely. It's, been, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, this is going to be a blast. We have a lot to get to. You guys brought us drinks. You brought us snacks. So I feel like we're in a good position already. That's all I ever ask for. You know, drinks and snacks drinks is a good way snacks. to set us up, right? I mean, my my bar is that low. It's like, that just, low? Just drinks and snacks. Wow. Yeah. You heard that here first, listeners. That's right. Drinks and snacks is all drinks she needs. Drinks and snacks. But we're here to talk about sushi today. And not just sushi like we see at the Harris Teeter. No, no. This is not a low bar. This is a high bar. This is the bar. opposite of a hello or bar. Or a bar that's being raised currently in Charlotte, thanks to our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chef Robin, as a sushi chef, I know we've, we've had a little bit of a preview of what our conversation will entail, but... Talk to me a little bit about what the training is like. I know not anybody can just pick up a knife and become a sushi chef. So what was your journey like uh, getting to to Charlotte and to Prem Fish and Omakase? So nor- normally a uh, sushi chef able to do Omakase after 10 years training. Wow. Wow, 10 years. Yes, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so the difference, um, I trained myself in seven years. I invest everything, like time, money, everything yeah. on myself to do this. More harder than more than Japanese people. Wow. Yeah, so, so you're self-trained. Yes, I, wow. I do self-train. Uh, I, I, I do traveling a lot. All Michelin star in New York. And then um, all the nice book, you know, yeah. the expensive book. Yeah. I, I, I invest everything. And then um, from, from that, I, I get all the knowledge. Yeah. And then also... Um, I don't mind to invest to buying a good fish that's a really expensive, like over $100 in a pound, wow. yeah, to learn. So sometimes I buy like a two, $3,000 fish and I, I mess it up. Right. I, have, I have to throw it away. So the stakes are high. So yeah. get it right. The tuna stakes. And, and the tuna <laughs> stakes are high. That was a good one. Um, and, and where did all this passion and interest come from? Yeah. So when I went to New York, that's my first omakase. It was a two-star Michelin in uh, Susinos. I went there and then um, opened up my eyes, like mm. uh, blow my mind. Um, yeah. Oh, man, this is the real sushi. <laughs> yeah. Before, I was a sushi chef only make California roll. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I think I'm already number one. <laughs> right. Yeah. After that moment, I realized that I'm nothing. Oh. So There's so much space to grow. Yes, right. yes. And then uh, start then, I, I train myself really hard. Seven days a week, no day off. No, wow. Yeah. Probably good eating while you were training, though. Yes. You had to, you can throw That's it away, right? right? It's a high protein Eat diet. Eat all of the mistakes that you make, right? How many nigiris you made, like, you know, the, to practice? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, tell us. So you, Kendra oh, yeah. is our friend who is here as well. And, and you'll and hear her whispering in the yes, background. Yes, exactly. She refused a microphone, but we're going to scoot one towards here. <laughs> so, example, when I was working in one of the high-end sushi place in Charlotte, I realized that uh, 
the nigiri in Charlotte is not good. So <laughs> let's just say it. Let's just say it like it, it is. You know. Yeah. So well, I'm, and actually, let's pause. So what is nigiri? Can you share with people so they know what the definition yes. of that might be? So nigiri is basically is a rice, wasabi, fish, and soy sauce. Oh, that's the main yeah. ingredient. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but from the rice, um, I I guess you guys ate one of the sushi in Charlotte. That the rice is moussey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Had my fair share. Mm, <laughs> the wasabi is spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so spicy. It's like a fake wasabi. Yeah, and, and the nigiri yeah. are the are the sort of handmade individual pieces, right, yes. with the fish on top of the yes. rice. So it's not not like a roll, right? Yeah. 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 So originally, sushi is a nigiri. Sushi okay. roll is a after nigiri. Yeah. Gotcha. What so about this is old I've, school? Yeah, and I've also heard of sashimi, which is mm-hmm. just a piece of fish, right? Yeah. And yes. and so where does so if if nigiri was first, mm-hmm. where does sashimi and and the roll style sushi kind of come on the, the spectrum. Sashimi and nigiri is a different type of dish. Mm-hmm. So sashimi, it's soup without uh, rice, mm-hmm. but some people, they we eat it with uh, vegetable mm-hmm. or just fish by itself. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's for, it's, we call that sakezuke. Sakezuke is a, a snack for drink sake. Okay. Yeah, Love so it. usually sashimi um, is for that. Yeah. Got it. I like it already. Yeah. That's yeah. Like but onigiri is like an entry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Got it's it. like a real sushi. Is, I mean, uh, how you can get full. Yeah. That's a meal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. a meal. Yes. And then the come back to the how good how is a good nigiri. Mm. So have a good sushi rice that fluffy, not moussey. Mm. You can taste every each grain of rice. Yeah. And then when you eat it, it's not hard like a how you say crispy. It? It's not like crunchy, right? It's yeah. Got yeah, it's not definitely not crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want it fluffy, yeah. airy, easy for you to fluffy. Yes. Yes. One yes. And and it's not. It's like sometimes I've I've had nigiri where it's cl- like too glumpy. sticky. Yes. Yeah. Glumpy. Yes. Gloppy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So then it just like you know creates just like work in your mouth and it's not a pleasant um, mixture of textures. Well, and you can't taste the fish after that point because right. your mouth is just full of rice. Trying yeah. to get out of the way. Yeah, so there's a lot of mistakes that are made with the sushi rice, and mm. I've experienced all over the world, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> I had a few bad experiences. Um, but, you know, even down to the temperature of the rice, you know, sometimes you'll go and the um, sushi you're served and the rice is very cold, and that's actually um, a really big, you know, no-no. The, oh. the, the, the rice itself is meant to not be hot necessarily, but it's almost um, sort of the, the temperature of the hands, right? Okay. So, so it's slightly warm. Got it. And, um, and the texture, you know, as, as Chef is saying, um, it's almost comparable to what we might think of like an al dente in pasta. You want the rice to be able to give back when you, you know, push a on it. There's bite. a texture yeah, to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. But you were going to tell us about how much work you had to go through to practice to get how many did you have to make to get yeah. good at yes. this so in couple of years I, I remember the first couple of years i'm learning how to make nigiri like a, at least like two three hundred nigiri every day wow yeah and then uh that's just the training not the real work wow. yeah so after finish work uh maybe like 11 o'clock at night we have a leftover leftover rice yeah i took it home and then I use that rice to learning how to make good nigiri. Wow. Every night. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so For years, you said, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's years. That's like a years. Yes. 
what what drove you through all of that? Did you just love it or were you what were you aiming for? Were you like I just want to get the best at this that I can or or what kept you going through all of that work and all of those hours? So come back from the from the beginning when I ate sushi in a really good place. Yeah. I fall in love with it. I dedicate myself to do this. Also whenever I do something like this, I like Charlotte. I want to build Charlotte. Yeah. So I try to bring the best for Charlotte. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. We like Charlotte too. Yeah. That's okay. And I, we like bringing the best to Charlotte because uh, we mostly because so I want to have it. Correct. I want the best. I want the best for all of us, but mostly me. Yes. Because <laughs> so, I live here. So all this hard work is not only for me, but only also for our community. That's we yeah, we get to yeah. enjoy all what yes. that hard work brings to the table. Yeah. yeah. Which is sushi. So talk to me about Prime Fish, because this was the first location, right? Mm-hmm. So how long ago did it open, and, and what was the process like of bringing it to life? We were open at uh, last year, okay. at May, yeah, 2021. We've been blessed. Uh, when we open, first day is busy right away. People right. lining up. Yes. Yeah, so. And, and so by opening in May of 2021, that means you were building this up all through the heaviest part of the pandemic. Yes. So you even, you know, starting out, you just worked through that, knowing eventually you would get to a point where you'd be able to open those doors again in the way you, I hope that you had intended, right? Yes, that's correct. Wow. Yeah, we've been blessed. And then uh, the most surprisingly is uh, when we open one year, we able to open another restaurant. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like an achievement that we for our team. We right. have a really good team. We're able to do this. Um, come back. I don't have a, I don't have a big background, but uh, we Apple uh, achieved this. Right. Yes. You, you um, go ahead. I was gonna say it's interesting to me how many people when they find out what I do, they're like, "Have you heard of Prime Fish? <laughs> have you been there? You know?" And I'm like, "Uh huh." <laughs> and I love it. You know. Um, and I think it's interesting to hear, um, you know, Chef Robin say, you know, that they've been blessed. You know, it is a blessing, but at the same time, it is also born of incredibly hard work and also you and your staff are so good with people and you give each guest an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you know, so prime fish itself is also a pretty small, you know, location. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be lucky to get a spot if you walk in, you know, you need to probably make a reservation. Um, but I think it's really a result of networking. Cause again, it's so, so interesting how many people ask me on the regular, like, have mm-hmm. you been there? Oh my gosh, they're so great. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I know, I know them. We're kind of cool. Now, did you know each other, um, Sarah and, and Chef Robin? Did you know each other before Prime Fish opened? We did, actually. And it, we, our biggest connection at first was through sake. Yes. Uh, because, uh, so I teach certification uh, courses, and Chef was one of my I students. I was her student. So oh, it wasn't nice. enough to yes. dedicate yourself just to the sushi side. You said, you know what? That was too easy. I guess I'll go learn everything about sake. <laughs> yeah. You had a good teacher. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) She's the master. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was—it's just been wonderful, and it means a lot to me um, to have people like Robin who stay in touch with me, and you know, and then I get to have the chance to come and do events with him now at this new place, which is even more exciting. You know, it's another way of, you know, spreading the gospel about sake, and you know, and and also again elevating the experience, the dining experiences people have opportunities for in Charlotte. Awesome. So Prime Fish is is predominantly focused on Edome style sushi. I know we talked a little bit about that before we started, but for our listeners, 
Would you just explain again what Edome style sushi is? So, Eitu is a Tokyo. Mai mm. is style. So, Tokyo style sushi. So, Tokyo style sushi is focused on how to preserve the fish. Mm. Uh, back then, how they eat sushi without use a cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we curing the fish, we marinate the fish to bring out a lot of flavor from the fish. Mm-hmm. So, prime fish, we use the Edomai style sushi for foundation. Mm. Yes. But, we also have the American uh, Americanized sushi, mm-hmm. that like special roll. California yeah. roll, yes. cream cheese. Um, just one. <laughs> just <laughs> one. Just one. Yes. Just one with cream <laughs> cheese. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. No, no fried, fried rolls. No fried rolls. You hear that, guys? Don't go there yes. looking for your trashy fried sushi roll. No, you're going here for a, yeah. com- a different experience. Go to Harris Teeter if that's what you really that's want. That's right. That's right. Now, <laughs> I do have a question for you, Chef Robin. So in that type of preparation of the fish in the Edomai style, do different fish have different styles of preparation? So would you prepare s- salmon and tuna in the same way, or would you treat them differently and cure them differently? Uh, totally different. Every fish different. Even though the same fish... Um, example, uh, the Japanese sniper coming. Mm. Uh, the weight is a uh, two pound. Uh, we curing ra- ra- about like a two three hour. Mm-hmm. But uh, when when coming bigger like a four pound, of course we need to curing like a six eight hour. Right. And then uh, we look. We also look the season and the fat content of the fish. So mm. how we treat them. So whenever the fish coming, we open it, and then we talk to ourselves. Uh, sometimes the fish talk to us, you know. Yeah, yeah listen uh, to the fish. Yes, listen to the fish. Uh, oh, cure me uh, longer. Yes, yeah. I, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a uh, it's challenging for us to yeah every season um, different flavor, different texture, different aroma of the fish mm. and where it's where it's come from, you know. Mm. Sometimes come from Kagoshima, South Japan. Sometimes it's come from Hokkaido, uh, North Japan. That uh, definitely we have to treat it. differently Mm -hmm. so it's almost like putting together a puzzle you see the pieces that you've got and you figure out how to put them all together yes neat and and this is why i really love having you sarah here as well is because in your episodes um which we loved you so much we had you for two um we talk so much about the intentionality and you alluded to this a minute ago about even with nigiri like the temperature of the rice matters and and there's so much intentionality around Japanese cuisine and from food and Bev, right? Mm -hmm. So I just think that's, this brings us a full picture too of like that experience and and culturally it's so important to make sure that there's there's dedication and intentionality to everything Mm -hmm. that's brought to that table. It's incredible, yeah, incredible attention to detail. And, you know, it's also interesting even when you think about things as simple as just say tuna, right? And we, there are a whole bunch of different parts of the tuna that Mm. will be prepared in wholly different ways, right? And, um, and the way that each piece is cut, the types of cuts that are done, um, whether or not, um, any of the skin is left on, um, whether or not the, um, fish is scored in a certain way. Um, all of these things are done to make sure that the person, when they pick up that piece and eat it, has the best possible experience, with that piece of sushi. Um, And I I really think that's what's so cool too about what Chef Robin is doing because just even coming back down to the rice, 
Americans tend to think of rice coming in a box and mm-hmm. um, that you buy in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it might even be like in a boiling bag, you know, <laughs> it's minute rice, oh, you know. Um, when when you, uh, you know, in Asian culture, you know, rice is absolutely a staple and you can experience different qualities or actually different grades of rice available in Japan. And the best restaurants will have certain varietals, like we think of grape varietals, but actual varietals of rice mm. that they use to make their sushi. And they'll also, within that varietal, get the very top grades, which can be unbelievably, like inordinately expensive. And that's something else that is doing is he's getting the absolute finest rice. Would you want to talk a little yes. bit about that? Yes, for the sushi rice, um, we use the best sushi rice. It's named uh, Koshi Hikari. Mm. Yeah, it's come from California. But the seeds, it's from Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for prime fish. But for the omakase by prime fish, um, we use the really limited uh curry rice from Niigata. And then um, this rice, if they don't know you, they're not going to sell it to you. Wow. Yes. So how did you get in? Yeah. Under, how did you get that relationship? Spend money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now you're not wrong. All right. <laughs> Oh. Spend money until they recognize you. Okay, and yeah. Take, take a years, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Smart. Because if they don't know you, and then uh, they know that you don't know how to do that, right. they're not going to waste it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. not just the entry. I think it's also the follow-through. So I want to emphasize that as well, that he's really doing it right and preparing mm-hmm. it right. And, you know, and it, it seems like a small detail, I think, for people that they don't consider, but it is another really major aspect of the experience there is the quality of the rice. Mm-hmm. And, I've experienced this many times, you know, in Japanese culture is just watching people's experience with their rice and the commentary, oh, this is such good rice. And, you know, it, it really does completely change the entire taste of the way mm-hmm. that that piece is going to be in your mm-hmm. mouth because of the quality of the rice. People can actually judge like a good sushi restaurant by the rice, not the fish. Ooh. So if the rice is good, then you know. Let's, have, let's say so that the, again, the Jen. Ri- yeah, you can judge a good sushi restaurant by the quality of the rice, not just the fish. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. more so. Yeah. So, yeah. so if the rice is very good, yep. then you know that you're yeah, you've got it. So if I go into a sushi restaurant and I say, "Hello, what rice do you have?" They like, should answer regular. Right. If they just say sushi rice, then we know we need to walk out. Just get out. Mm-hmm. Right. Or just um, have, no, no, no. have different <laughs> expectations about what Maybe you're Maybe just about lower to my bar a little bit. Okay. Just yeah. just buy a one piece or a couple of piece nigiri. Yeah. And then you eat it, you can taste really well the rice, and then uh, you can judge it. Got it, got it. I think most places I've been, I don't care about the rice. And I think that is maybe a testament to that I've just not had. To me, it's just, it's filler. Maybe I like save real estate for the good stuff. But maybe I just haven't had the good stuff, right? Maybe the, the rice that you guys are doing that you have to pay money to get that relationship. Uh, is is a game changer. Yes. Now I'm now I'm curious. So well, and yeah. when you come into um, omakase, if, especially if you come for the early seating, you know you'll probably still see chef sort of mixing the rice and seasoning the rice right before your eyes. You know it's right yeah. there. You know this is something that's it's such an integral piece. Um, and it's interesting you were talking about you know the edomai style of sushi and nigiri and the rice component and. I wanted to kind of dial it back to the menu for just a moment because yeah. um, it's not just, you know, the, the nigiri sushi. So the, these, you know, handmade pieces with the rice and the fish on top. You know, when you think about the progression in a Japanese meal, honestly, in some ways, rice still is a bit filler. You know, you tend to have the rice dishes 
closer toward like the main and end part of the, the meal. The entree, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually usually like four or five appetizers that you yes. get before you even get to the nigiri when you eat this experience. So I want to make sure that Chef had yes. a time to talk about yeah. that too. So, so for Omakase experience by Prime Face, uh, we do 16 courses. Whoa. Hold on, I just need to sit 16. back. <laughs> yes. 16 courses. 16 courses. So that means don't eat breakfast, don't, don't eat, eat lunch. lunch, come for 16. <laughs> but 16 courses is an all small bite. Right. So we already measure it's right. So mm-hmm. you, you're not going to get too full in the end of the meal, and you will not hungry either. So right. yeah. so he thinks you're not going to get too full. <laughs> I'm going to just say. Yes. <laughs> 16 courses, even if it's just 16 bites, uh, that's probably a lot. But I, I believe the courses, um, particularly starting with the appetizers, are quite generous. Yes. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then everything else is much more normal, like nigiri sizes and things. Mm-hmm. Um so and we've, I don't do think, think anyone. Sarah? I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever leaving hungry. No, Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, okay, so okay. You, no. you guys were kind enough to bring us a, a sample menu. So some of the appetizers I'm seeing: uh, summer seasonal fish. I'm just reading the English because I cannot pronounce any of these words. A grilled marinated king salmon, seared wild caught bluefin tuna, sake steamed Japanese abalone. Abalone. Yes. Abalone. Um, certified A5 wagyu. Oh. So all of this sounds amazing, but some of it, is it all sushi? What would you call some of this? Is it just like really good? So we call that osumami, our appetizer, or usually um, snack to accompany your sake or your wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then um, we uh, have a different flavor every each appetizer, mm. and then uh, it will match with your pairing, sake or wine pairing. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, all of that is also depend on the season in Japan and then what the best they have. And so you're bringing yes. all of this, you're importing this from Japan. Yes. Wow. It's, it's uh, ni- 95% our stuff is from Japan. Yeah, it's come, it's come from Toyosu. So who, who goes yes. to the airport to pick up? The <laughs> Me. You go to the Amazing. <laughs> now, I, w- I want to share that I have had one omakase-style experience before, and that was in Denver, Colorado, um, with Chef Yoji, who is there. And, you know, he it was an incredible – that was, I think, eight courses, which at the time already That's was – exactly like, half of what they got. Yeah, here. I know. And that was already – I was like, all right, got to pace myself. But those were a little bigger portions. But he his father still lives in Japan, and his father is a fishmonger. And so he – Get you know he trusts his dad to pick exactly to pick out all the right things and ships it to Yoji and and Yoji does that every day too and so you know it was really incredible to be like here is a piece of shrimp you know uncooked and it's literally flown in this morning Mm. and it was just in the ocean and you can taste that in the Mm. in you know in the shellfish in the fish um, how fresh it is so I I really appreciate that about um, you know your again attention to detail and and care that you bring around um, what you're bringing to the table. It's one of the things that really made me excited. Um, there's I so I sounds so weird because we think about it as like how could you eat that? But I love raw shrimp. Yeah, same. I struggled. I will say, just full disclosure, that was it's it was a, texture a new texture thing. for me. Yeah, yeah. It's creamy and mm-hmm. sweet, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's it sometimes I think a bit unexpected because yeah. we're sort of used to it being rubbery, you know, steamed, and, and, yeah. and cr- oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. very different texture. Um, but the flavor of it just you know melts in the mouth. It's absolutely delicious. Um, same thing with the the uni that you get, which mm-hmm. I really think you should talk about because you know, uni is one of those things where. If you have a bad experience with uni, you are never going mm-hmm. back. Yep. 
is just the worst, right? Um, but you know, everything he gets is so incredibly fresh, and it, it just, just like you said, it just it tastes. It's not fishy. It tastes of the sea, right. but it's not fishy in sure. any way. Yeah, there's so a big difference. He, yeah. Here is the problem about the uni, the sea urchin. So because it's expensive, mm. and then um, some of the uni they produce is not for sushi. Mm. It's for cooking, like a, make a uni pasta or uh, uni sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but they serve that for sushi on sashimi. So uh-huh. people, a lot of people get a bad experience because of that. Yeah. Yeah, this is what happened. So we bring the, the real one to you guys. Okay. Um, you guys get... You guys can get the best California sea urchin. Uh, it's called Marui de Good Label in Prime Fish Valentine. Okay. But you guys will get the best sea urchin in Japan in Omakase by Prime Fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I want to go to both of them right uh, now. Right now. Um, and and we, we hinted at it a little bit, but I would love to hear from you, Chef Robin. Like, really, what is omakase by Prime Fish, and how is it different from Prime Fish? We talked about it being a 16-course menu, but it's really driven by you, right? Yes. So, Prime, Prime Fish Valentine is a casual concept, hmm. small place, but you, you guys can come anytime, walk in. But the omakase by Prime Fish um, is totally different concept. So, omakase, it does mean uh, live, up, live up to the chef. Yeah, just trust your chef. Yes. Yeah, so, the chef will... Um, we'll have the menu f- for you that changes daily. It changes daily. Mm. And then uh, it depends on the season and depend what's the best that day. And then also the way the way we're serving to you is the best way how to enjoy that sushi. Mm-hmm. So from the temperature, from the how you eat, and then when you eat. Mm. Yes. And then how you how you pairing with it. So every yeah. single time we go in, it'll be different. Um... Example for for the summertime, mm-hmm. daily fish is will be different, but the texture and the flavor is about the same. Mm-hmm. But because that's the summer, yeah, summer season. season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But when you go to fall season, winter season, it's totally different. So you have to come at least once a quarter. Once a quarter. Or that's you're not going to get yes. the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Winter season is the best. Make your reservations now, guys. Yeah, you, Kendra. If, if you guys like a heavier fish, you know, like a fatty fish, fatty. Oh, yeah. of course, winter yeah. time is the best. And, and let's just yes. clarify that this is a, an extremely intimate experience. How many seats are there at Omakase by Prime Fish? We do have a six seats. Six. Wow. Yes. Six so seats. Make yeah. some friends while you're there. I was going to say we couldn't even invite our usual crew because there's more than six people. I'm happy to lot people off. Yeah, of the I crew. will. I've got a hierarchy just like my <laughs> friends list on MySpace. So sorry, top um, eight, like two of y'all are right, out. Two of you are. But, you know who you are. But for, for the private dining, we, we can, we able to do the omakase up to eight people. Okay. Yes. So those two That's can the come max. Okay. The top but not, not for a uh, regular service. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what's the purpose of keeping it so small? Why why is that sort of the choice versus a place that's more casual and you can you know have walk-ins? So the problem is about the temperature. Mm. If I make sushi for you, you are the first person. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the sixth person. The temperature of the fish uh, for the first person is already get warm or get too cold. Mm. So uh, you guys lost that energy. Mm. Yeah. So the taste will be totally different. Gotcha. That's not the best anymore. What's it? Is it better to be number one, number three, or number no, six? No, 
When I give it to you, eat it right away. Okay, got okay. it. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, chef. No, very, yeah. very true. So yeah. it's not it's not waiting for everyone to get their plate. It's literally it the right moment now. it's handed yes. to you. That's your cue. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, stay home except to get medical care. Monitor your symptoms. If your symptoms get worse, contact your doctor. Get rest and stay hydrated. Avoid public transportation, ride-sharing, or taxis. And take these six steps to protect others. Wear a mask over your mouth and nose if you must be around other people. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you cough or sneeze. Clean your hands often with soap and water or use hand sanitizer, especially after coughing or sneezing. As much as possible, stay in a separate room and away from others in your home. Avoid sharing personal household items such as dishes, utensils, towels, or bedding. Wash these items thoroughly after using them. And clean all surfaces that are touched often, like counters and doorknobs, every day. To learn more, visit cdc.gov. And the way it works as you watch is he'll sort of be making everything and then, and he places it in front of you yeah. and he'll tell you, you know, eat this with the wasabi or just, or, or he won't, he may just say, just enjoy this. You know, again, you're not dipping this in additional seasoning. It is ready to eat. Yeah. And the longer you wait, it, it's kind of like in many ways sort of people feel this way about um, espresso, right? Like mm. the, the, as soon as you draw that espresso, it's meant to be drunk. It's not going to be good if you let it sit there, right? Mm. Same thing happens with, um, you know, with this type of service, you want to eat it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really nice too, because it gives, you know, chef the opportunity to explain what you're eating. You can ask questions, you know, and, and, and it's nice because yeah, you might be able to talk to your friend, but everybody's at a bar and Robin is right there. So you can be like, Hey chef, tell me about that. Or what are you doing? And he'll be like, Oh, I'm doing blah, blah, blah. You know, and <laughs> it's, and it, it's a really neat, it's really fun. You know, yeah. you feel like you really feel like you have an absolutely 100% personal chef there for you, literally making everything right before your very eyes. And then he also gets the experience of watching you enjoy yes. and respond. Right. So it really is this very nice, intimate interaction. So the omakase experience, you will not uh, enjoy visual. You will also enjoy the smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so enjoy the smell when we, when you guys first time sit down, we mixing the rice and vinegar, mm-hmm. vinegar in front of you, uh, is produce the umami smell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of the experience. And then when we smoke the fish, and then we grilling the fish, this experience is not only about food. It's about the whole experience. That's oh, our yes. preferred. Yeah. 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 All the, sense. All, all, all sense. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, um, obviously pairings is a very important piece of this. And I can see on the right side of the menu, there's a sake and wine pairing. There's a couple different options. So talk to me about the process of, and I'm assuming Sarah was quite involved here with this. I know that's a reach, but um, <laughs> what was the process like of coming up with the pairings for the omakase style menu? So, um, come back to maybe a while ago, when I went to Tristar Michelin in New York, mm. yeah, this is the first time I got my pairing. Um, I ate a piece of tuna with a pinot noir from Burgundy. I was surprised, uh, 
I taste the flavor that you cannot get if you only drink wine or you only eat the tuna. Oh. So it's, it has a third flavor. Yes. Mm. And then um, that is awesome. Yeah. And third then, flavor. I love like, that. It's an art, it seems like, of unlocking that yes. for each individual dish. Like the popcorn. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And then from that, I did get myself to, we have to do this in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I met Sarah. And she's one of the best to do that. Agreed. Uh, Shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, you know, I think what's fascinating about this and what I love about what Chef is talking about is that it's not just about sake. It's also about wine. Mm. Um, I think we tend to make the mistake of thinking just sake and sushi go together. And we talked about this when I was here before. Mm. Like Sake goes with all kinds of things, right? We can have it with popcorn. We can have it with steak. We can have it with all kinds of stuff. Um... But it really is true. I love what you said about the third taste. You know, when we talk about pairings, you know, you want to consider what is the beverage doing for the food and what is the food doing for the beverage. And if it goes in one direction, you know, if the food and, you know, the, the pair, if, if you take a sip of the wine or the sake and it goes well with the meal, then that's a good one-way street, right? Mm. But if you go back from the food to the drink and then it doesn't work, it's like only halfway there, Right. right? When it does both, what he's talking about here, that's when you have that like, oh my gosh, the world just stopped turning on its axis. This is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life kind of a moment. And what's really interesting about this is that I think is the biggest challenge is because the fish do change daily, you know, the, the, the preparation might change a little bit. You know, we just did an event and, you know, I got kind of a, a list of, of, of items to pair and I didn't know exactly I mean, I was a little bit shooting in the dark, like exactly what the what was the preparation going to be. So I had to really sort of consider and think about, you know, how fatty is the fish? How fatty is the meat? What is the preparation for like the abalone? What's mm-hmm. going on here? And what do we want to draw out of that? What is the experience that we want? Yeah. Um, so for instance, with the Wagyu, you know, we want to make sure because it's such a fatty, rich mm. piece of steak, of beef, I mean, there's kind of only a few obvious answers there. It's like we want, you know, Bordeaux, we want big Napa Cabernet, we want something that is going to marry with the, you know, that rich fatty flavor. Um, We, um, there's some things that he does when he talks about how he may um, be sort of uh, grilling um, Mm. or he doesn't torch anything. So this isn't like you're at the sushi bar and they pull out like a torch. It's actually like goes in the back and it's real Japanese charcoal, you know, and the whole place fills with this incredible aroma, right? So, you know, one of my considerations, he made an eel dish when I ate there and it was this incredible smoked eel. And I have a sake that is seasoned in these cedar barrels and it has this incredible, almost like smell of a humidor thing. So when he said that they were serving eel, I had to ask him very carefully, well, is it the smoked eel or is it going to be the more traditional preparation that has more of a sweet kind Mm -hmm. of a glaze on it? And so he clarified and that completely changed the direction of where I was going. So I had a wholly different sake that we then paired with that, you know. So it's amazing kind of the minutia that you yeah. have to consider right. when you're doing these kinds of pairings. A little more nuanced than than normal. Right. Yeah. So you did bring one for us today. Spoiler alert. I did. Um, do you mind telling us about it? I don't mind telling you at all. So um this is a, a very a special collectible bottle. It's sort of the pinnacle of uh, what's made by a brewery called a Kikusui. Um, and what's really interesting here is that um, 
So this brewery is located in Niigata, Japan, which is also the home of the rice that uh, Chef uses. Ah, okay. And for many, many years, the brewery actually used the very top rice, the Koshihikari rice, in order to make this sake. Yeah. Uh, and I've been working to get this available in North Carolina for a long time. It's actually going to be brought in very soon, and it will be something that will be available uh, at Wait, so we're about to try something that not is not yet available. It's not even yet available. <gasps> Exclusive. You heard it here first. Immune oh my spirit. gosh. Exclusive. Yeah. I feel so special. So um, it's called the Kikusui Kuramitsu. Um, we call it the Taste of Triumph because they have actually since updated the rice. Uh, it's a, a heirloom rice called Kikusui rice, actually, eponymously oh, wow. named. Okay, okay. Uh, and what I mean by heirloom is that the brewery actually resurrected a rice uh, from about a handful of seeds. Whoa. It took them many seasons to grow enough in order to actually make enough to produce the sake. Necromancy. And then right. after, yeah, um, the joke of it is, though, that after they work so hard to make all of this rice, they polish off so much of the outside <laughs> that only 23% of the rice grains are remaining before oh, they wow. make it. So it's a Junmai Dai Ginjo, highly polished heirloom rice. Um, and what I love about this sake is that it has um, a really rich flavor. So, and we'll try it here in a second and have a little kampai, but yeah. um, it goes with a lot of the richer dishes. And if he's to use anything that has a hint of heat to it as well, um, if he's using, sometimes there's additional seasonings beyond just wasabi that might be used to cure or to season a fish. Mm. This can stand up to that t- type of, mm-hmm. you know, richer flavor um, in the fish. So what's like one of the... One of the dishes mm-hmm. that you have done recently that would be a good pair for this one. And I have the menu if you want to peek at it. <laughs> this sake, Kikusui Kuramitsu, is really good if we compare with, uh, we, we, we pairing with a uh, Honmaguru Tataki because uh, we use a wildcock bluefin tuna. It's a, it's a heavier fish. And then we season it with a seven, seven Japanese spice. Yep. And then we grill it on top of charcoal. Oh. It has a spiciness on it. And then we enjoy it with a fresh wasabi. Mm. And then he has a kick on it, and this sake, it will be perfect for that. Ooh, all right, we need to go get that. Very little twinge of sweetness here. So, and I brought little ceremonial sakazuki. Oh, so these these are, are very different from the yes, last cups that you brought us. Because we're kind of celebrating this as a new place. I'm gonna let you have. Yeah. I can smell it from here. It's really aromatic. Okay. Guys, let's have a quick kampai. 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 I'm so happy we're here kampai. and celebrating kampai. omakase by prime fish. Oh, that's really nice. And from our tasting experience, I definitely was like, Jinmai Daiginjo is definitely where yeah. I t- trend, you know, on my palate. So she's fantastic. a pro now. She's like casual sake drinker at home these days. I look at my little pyramid all the time. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> I do. So this nice. She's fancy now. Yeah. Oh, she's fancy. <laughs> Let me put my pinky out. There you go. This, there uh, you go. Spreading flavor, you know, that lingers here. Um, as you said, with the, some of the richer dishes and things that have maybe a little kick, this is a beautiful pairing. Mm-hmm. See how that will pick up on that little bit of heat and just yeah. carry it a little further. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's mm. outstanding. I need cups like this. What would you call this? This is a, a sakazuki. This sakazuki. Is a sakazuki. So you you told us a lot about your experience and training, but having two different restaurants, obviously it requires a lot of people behind the scenes and front of house and all of that. So talk to me a little bit about the individuals that are working with you every day. We do have a uh, wonderful team, especially for, uh, for the front of the house. They can take care of all the customer. Not all customer is good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Customer's not always the right. Customer's not always yeah. right. I feel you on that. But um, our fr- fr- front of house team, they can handle handle that, and uh, it's provable. 
Yeah. And then also for the back of house, uh, we don't have so many chefs like the big restaurant do, mm. but we able to do about the same number with them. Wow. Yeah, with the less people. So we quality we, matters. And then uh, the quality is then up. So a lot of sushi chefs want to work with Chef Robin because he really teaches you how to like properly like handle the fish and break the fish down. Like a couple of um, people on our staff know how to break down like a four, three to four hundred pound like bluefin tuna. Wow. If they needed to do it, and like you know, one of our other sushi chefs can pretty much break down like any type of fish that like comes in because he's been with um, Chef Robin for like four years can, now. Can you and please then, like? So usually it takes about one year under Chef Robin to really like master it because a lot of other sushi restaurants they don't um, break down their own fish. It comes in mm-hmm. like, 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 like like big yeah. old. So loins and stuff. Because yeah. please, please let me come the next time you break down a big old fish. Because that's like when butchery of any sort and fish or whatever is like one of my favorite things. I, I love will, it so much. I would love to watch. I will borrow you my knife. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. Oh my move. gosh. I wanted so. to also assess to the service though, um, just quickly, because we did our first sort of joint um, event last weekend, the weekend before, uh, two weekends ago, and. Um, you know, it's a new restaurant in a new space, and we did two seatings with, you know, 16 courses and 14 wines and sakes, wow. basically, Amazing. all paired together. And um, in in that event, I mean, just working with that staff and how smoothly it went, I mean, I've never had an experience like that where I went in. You're always sort of having to tell people, well, make sure this and make sure this, and I, they have to have the food before they have the drink, and that way we can, you know, we have to, or the other way around. Sorry, they have to have the drink before they have the food because otherwise they're just going to eat the food and mm-hmm. not do the pairing. Yep. And uh, so I was really blown away by um, the efficiency and the communication. Um, and, you know, and it's, it's interesting because one might think, well, it's six seats, like how hard could it be? But there's so many different things happening. And, you know, the, and the, what's also really nice is that the service is very unobtrusive. So you still feel like you're having this very intimate experience just with chef. Well, meanwhile, you know, people are coming behind you and they're clearing things away and they're mm-hmm. putting down new things. And it just sort of happens sort of magically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do in service. And there's not that many places in Charlotte that really do that very well, where you have a very high level of service. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like an intrusion on, it, it's an addition to sure. the experience. Mm-hmm. That's tough when you're, when you're focused on details, right? Those things matter. And I think I would say the only experience that I've had that could compare in a similar way would be at counter where Mm -hmm. it is very intimate and the people that are there are present for the whole thing. But I mean, we've had, we've had great conversations with the folks who are there just like clearing plates away when Abby doesn't finish them. Sorry. Uh, I know. Uh, it's a, it's a travesty. It is a travesty. I feel bad But that becomes part of the experience is, is seeing a tight family, creating the experience and the work and the detail and the care that goes into it, it it adds gravity to the situation, right? And it makes you care all that much more about what they're putting in front of you, being able to have that snapshot of what it is that they're, they're doing to present that to you. And even the service plates and utensils themselves, I mean, everything is so beautifully presented, Mm -hmm. you know, so he has incredible bowls and plates and things. And so it's, again, very visually stunning and, um, you know, just beautifully executed in that way. Yeah. Handcrafted So yeah, so chef, tell me about some of the, the serveware that you've got, the plates, all of that. 
Uh, I only can say one thing. When it break, it break my heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we do I have uh, some some uh, some plate that uh, come from North Japan, Central Japan, and South Japan, and uh, all of them is uh, handcraft and hand painted. Mm-hmm. So we have a special order. Yes, and then uh, take time, like uh, one year at least. Are these different types of mediums for the plate? Like, are they are they ceramic? Are they wood? Are they lacquerware? You know, are they different? Some are lacquer, some are ceramic. Yeah, some are porcelain. Mm-hmm. So it depends how how thick and how what how uh, how how you want to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I have a I have a really mm-hmm. soft spot in my heart for Japanese lacquerware. It's like one of my favorite things I didn't in know the world. Right. I don't okay. have any right now. So you're going to have to pay attention to her when she comes. She's going to be putting it in her purse <laughs> to go home with it. <laughs> That's right. So I'm watching you. Watching you. One, one thing I wanted to ask if we have time. Um I feel like it's a great idea to ask a little bit about um sort of the do's and don'ts mm. of um omakase dining. Yes. So it, please. Yeah, because I remember when we were there you know, the other night and, you know, there were some people who were maybe hadn't ever done it before. And <laughs> I think people maybe don't understand even just the idea like, yeah, please use your fingers. This is okay. And when is that right? And when is it not? Would you share some about that? I don't want to oh. offend you. Yeah. Okay. yeah How do like, we do it right? Like, like we, yeah. we don't want to dunk it in the soy sauce. You know, you, you, you want to use maybe there's a bowl provided for you to wash your fingers with. Oh. Right. You know, there's, yeah, yeah there's, See, I, would, I, drink, I wouldn't have I known that. that. Yeah. I don't trust <laughs> <laughs> um, That's right. my finger water. <laughs> so, um, in Omakase experience by Prime Face, we do have a, uh, the proper way how how you guys eat sushi, how you guys pair with it, and uh, everything already set up, including the pors, uh, the silverware. Everything is uh, is meant to is meant to to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, uh, come back for the the team. Yeah. So Pramfish, we the whole company mm-hmm. for the two restaurant. We are a small company, eh, sm- a small team. Yeah. So we just yeah. Yes. But the front of the house team, um, which I'm part of with Lindsay, we work together. Um, like ev- everyone on that team, except for one person, has worked together for about um, either two to three years. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are small team, but uh, we know what we're doing. Yeah. So we are like a we we have a like a sushi chef. They uh, if one man down, someone will so die. someone uh, he will he will cover it, even though yes. you are. Uh, we need this washer. The sushi mm-hmm. chef maybe go help this washer on the back. Oh wow! You it's know, a team. or maybe it's a the, yeah, team. it's a team. Um, the manager go back, yeah. or we sort of surfer. Uh, one of the hosts, or maybe maybe one of the sushi chef become a surfer. So yeah. we we like uh, cover each other. Yeah. So we don't. Oh, th- nobody in this company say, oh, that's not my job. I don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. yeah. But uh, sushi chef is, is special. Sushi only chef make, yeah, is yeah. the only person yeah, yeah, that cannot person be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I do love that because, like in, in the corporate world where I live, most of the time I have this saying: "It's not mine, but it's see a need, fill a need." Right. Yeah. So where there is a gap or an opportunity for you to support, because you are a team, yes. you go and do that thing to help make sure everything continues to run smoothly. Because it's it's not about your one role. Because you just because you play violin doesn't mean you're the whole orchestra, right? Yeah, right. It's making sure the whole orchestra sounds perfect mm-hmm. or great, and and so I love that. I really yeah. respect that. And I think it's interesting because this is almost like going and listening to a perfect, you know, trio or quartet because it's a small. I mean, it's there's only three people there working, yeah. you know, and 
all of these things are happening all at once. And it's, it's really, really interesting Everyone to watch. Everyone hits their notes right on. Yeah, then exactly. Really are we allowed to, like, clap in a, a, after every dish? Oh, yes. Every, every I can just... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. That's me. Um, well, you guys were kind enough to bring us a small treat as yeah. well. So, Chef Robin, if you wouldn't mind telling us um, what we have in these adorable little containers in front of us. Yeah, so that's our uh, homemade pineapple cookie. Oh, my gosh. It smells so yeah, good. So that's our merchandise uh, for every customer who come to, sh- who come to our omakase. It's like a thank you for yes. your dining taste experience. It. You ready? I'm ready. Are Cheers. you ready? Come by. Come by. Cookie, come by. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that slaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is like a shortbread almost texture. Mm-hmm. Buttery, flaky. Yep, yep. Crumbly. With like a little... Jelly kind of thing in the middle. Yeah, and then you said it was pineapple. How? And it's got a really subtle pineapple flavor. A lot of times, pineapple can taste very raw mm-hmm. and sharp because it's been like reduced down. It's got mm-hmm. you know that that sweetness is really nicely um, you know kind of consolidated. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to share with you guys because you have them all the no. time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. very a, selfish. There's a lot of like devils in the details here. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come in, um, there's the the menu is beautifully uh, sealed in wax oh, uh, wow. with a, a seal on it. Um, when you sit down, you're given a beautiful um, towel um, to wipe down your hands um, that is warm, and it has um, their logo embroidered on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different colors for the different seatings. It's really neat. Like, oh, cool. you would only know if you came at different right. times mm-hmm. that you have different colored towels. Oh, we will be doing that. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, you're um, given the little bowl to, like, when you're actually it's brought out later when you're actually picking up the nigiri that you can wash your fingers with um, wow. just so in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and then, you know, there's sort of like two desserts usually. So you have, there's a, usually a sort of a savory type dessert and then a sweeter dessert. Um, and then when you leave, you get this beautiful gift bag uh, with the little tin, the cookies in it nice. as a remembrance of your evening. Uh, it's really quite lovely. If you're still hungry somehow. <laughs> well, even you if you're not, it's in a beautiful it, tin. So yeah, when you, you know, you get home and you, you wake up in the middle of the night and go, wait, the tin. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this this particular example of this, just this perfect little cookie bite is one of the reasons why my whole food mantra is try it anyway. Because there are things where I often say, like, oh, I generally don't like pineapple, right? Mm. But there's nothing about this particular dish that screams that raw, biting pineapple flavor with all the acidity, right? Mm. And so if I was going to say, oh, no, no, thank you, I would never have had this experience. This is a completely different thing. And that's why especially... Oh, my God, yeah. Trust, the, Trust chef. the chef because this is what happens is that you get new experiences, new applications, different quality you may have never expected before. And that's why you have to try yeah. it anyway. You've got to be open minded. Now, knowing that there are limitations to most of us who did not grow up or have had the, the joy of experiencing a true makase before. If I come in the door and I'm like, hey, chef, I have no idea what I'm doing. Will you be will you help me out or are you going to be like making fun of me in the back? Like this girl doesn't know what she's doing. So we will, we will glad to guide our customer mm. um, to enjoy our whole experience. Mm. Yes. But uh, usually um, if before people make a reservation, if uh, this person never eat sushi before. Hmm. Usually we recommend them to coming to our Primefist Valentine mm-hmm. to okay. try first because yeah. it's easier to eat over there. And then after sure. you guys, uh, they understand and then they can come to our Romagase. Gotcha. So in that way, um, they not really 
surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, at least you know uh, they 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 know um, what is the best uh, mm. casual sushi and what is yeah. best of the best. How mm-hmm. to appreciate it? Yes. Um, yeah, That's because uh, omakase um, is not everyday sushi. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay, seasons. so yeah, we don't take Colleen to Omakase. We do take her to Prime Fish. Okay. Colleen is one of our friends of the podcast, and she has, she is a total foodie, loves, you know, all of these kinds of things, but sushi has always been a challenge for her. And to me, it's just like, we just need to... Or we just leave her home. We'll, we'll catch up to her next too. time. That's fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think she can listen to this and appreciate yeah. all that you are doing. And for her, it's just getting over that, you know, having a little bit more experience under her belt. And I think yeah. Prime Fish is a perfect place for her to get that start. Yeah. Um, and take the time it takes, right? Yes. You and I, Jen, can go yep. to Amakase by Prime Fish for a couple of years, even if that's yep. what it takes. But, you know, I, I do think that having the right type of experiences are what matters to help bring you to yeah. this particular place. And I, I would recommend, too, just for people who may be listening and interested in going, um, one of the things to bear in mind is that it is a prefixed meal mm-hmm. that you're making a reservation for. So you're not going in and ordering off a menu and yep. saying, I'll have this and I'll have this. That being said, if you do communicate with them well enough in advance, they can accommodate you know, your special needs. So in other words, if somebody can eat fish, but they can't eat shellfish, sure. they can handle it. Good I don't know that I would necessarily recommend somebody who's like, you know, vegan. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> you, you might have a hard Here's time. beautiful <laughs> rice. <laughs> yes. So because uh, omakase, we do the, the, the real sushi. So, we somewhat we we can ab- we able to to accommodate a selfish allergic, mm. but the thing that we really cannot do it is about the gluten free. Right. Yeah. yeah, because it's nothing. Um, the ingredient for the I'm sorry. Uh, the the process how we prepare everything is everything traditional way have a gluten on it. Sure. So right. um. So if you're celiac, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're gluten free because you're trying to avoid like right. whatever, you can eat there. Yeah. If you're if you actually have celiac mm-hmm. though, you would want to no, maybe nice. be careful about. it. If you're it. sensitive, take a pill and then come. Yeah. And then right. stay home the rest of the night. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Manage your own <laughs> issues. So, Chef Robin, was omakase always the goal, or are you thinking, all right, prime fish number one, omakase by prime fish number two, number three, the world? Like, are you are you set on world domination? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a, we have a plan. Okay. Oh. Yeah, okay. We, we, we have a plan. Yeah. Once we make it happen, we will let you know. I was gonna okay. say you'll come back, right? Spoiler you'll come back when alert. next step. Come back and see us, please, and we'd De- love to definitely. share it. Excellent. Yes, Excellent. Definitely. We're big sure. ideas, girls. Yep. So we love that. We respect. No that. complacency. And the next, the next uh, concept, it will be. More for people. Okay, for yeah. the people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm very me. excited. I'm right, people. Well, one of the, the final questions that we always ask our guests is it, to pay it forward. We're here talking about prime fish and you as a chef, but where do you go to eat? Obviously not sushi restaurants here in Charlotte, but what are the places that you like to visit, the, the bars that you like within Charlotte that we can shout out here tonight? So... I like something small family operate. Yeah. Yep. Um, one of it f- 
for Japanese place, maybe Musashi. Yeah. I love okay. Musashi. I used to yes. live across the street. <laughs> yeah. They're great people there. It's close to my home, and then uh, the the flavor is like home cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what you get in Japan. Yeah. yeah. If you go to Japan, if you eat this kind of food, it's, it tastes like that. Good to yeah. know. So it's comfort food, mm-hmm. and then uh, um, for the f- I like pho too, like a. Yeah, yeah, we go to Far Queen in Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we love that. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and then um, for Korean food, I like Korean food too. It's like yeah. a like a choice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. choice is so good. Yes, awesome. and then uh, for uh, for steak, yeah. I make myself at home. Uh, <laughs> we'll be there. We will be there. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll show up on your front door tomorrow. Just be careful. Steak, please. Awesome. Well, Chef Robin, Sake Sarah, Kendra here in the back, thank you guys so much for joining us. It was absolute pleasure and always good to see you, Sarah. One am more I, thing. Am I allowed to promote the fact that we will be having another oh, yeah. yeah, tell me dinner. about it. Yes. What you got? Tell us when. Okay, so uh, we do have a sake and one pairing at the Omakase by Pranfest yeah. uh, every day. Oh. But once in a month, we will have an event. So this special day, um, we will have a premium sake and wine pairing uh, with sake sera. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so like the time we need yeah. to yeah, get there. You need to let us know when so those dates are. She will be our sake master, and she will um, lead through all the meal with all the best pairing that you can get. Fantastic. So we will unlock that third flavor. Yes. Oh, we're coming for I it. Want yeah. it. It's yes. like a very intimate um, you know, food and wine and sake paired dinner. Yep. Yeah, Fantastic. we're really excited to be partnering together. When, so Let's Wednesday to Saturday. When open. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so this isn't even, you know, a available everyday thing. Again, this no. is a really special kind of yeah. experience. Not only is it limited in terms of the seats that are available, but also the days that they are available. So only... Only Wednesday to Saturday? Lunch and dinner. Lunch and dinner. And then Tuesday lunch only. Tuesday lunch only. Okay. Oh well, you finally deserve a break, Chef Robin, right? You've earned this yeah. after all of the years of... Complete dedication, seven days a week with no yeah. holidays. Right? Yes. You've deserve you deserve to a couple work days on off. Whatever is next. Right? You're right? exactly you're planning that World week's menu. <laughs> well, this was such a pleasure again, Chef Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. My name is Jen. My name's Abby, and this has been Amused Boosh. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Mm-hmm.